Hello, welcome to Bridging Chicago. I'm Leona Kuhar, your host. Health and wellness has taken on more significance in many of our lives. Learning how to live a healthy lifestyle may not be easy for some of us. Many of us need help in taking steps toward a healthy lifestyle. On this episode of Bridging Chicago, we will be talking to Donna Fatigado. Donna wears many hats. Not only is she a wife, mother, and grandmother, she has worked in the fitness industry for decades. She's a health and wellness expert, a holistic nutrition and lifestyle coach, a certified fitness instructor, spokesperson for the National Fitness Hall of Fame, and a best-selling author, just to name a few. Donna recently appeared on WGN's Daytime Chicago show and has been a guest on various podcasts and was recently featured in a local suburban publication known as Glancer's Magazine as a local woman to know. Donna, welcome to Bridging Chicago. Well, thank you so much for having me, Leona. Donna, let's start by having you just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, you covered a lot, um, but my, my wellness journey began when I was a senior in high school and I started teaching fitness classes to, you know, Olivia Newton-John, let's get physical with the leg warmers. And at that time you didn't need to be certified. And um, I felt like it was my calling to, to help people get physical. Um, and so from there, it just, it was like a domino effect. I mean, my life didn't take me to wellness right away, but then it brought me back to it. Did you go to high school in uh, Illinois? Yes, I did. I went to high school in, in Addison, at Addison Trail High School. Um, I did live in Chicago in the Austin area um, from 1963 to 71 for eight years. And then my family moved to Addison, Illinois. Mm -hmm. So how... How did you start doing fitness classes in high school? How did that happen? Well, my story was that I was, I really loved gymnastics. And I unfortunately wasn't able to participate because I have Renaud's disease, which you know affects your fingers and your toes and I have no feeling. And it mm -hmm. made it very difficult for me to participate in that. So I wanted to find a different outlet. Okay. Yeah. So you, you're a senior in high school, you start doing these fitness classes and where did it progress from there? Well, I continued teaching classes, but I was going to community college right after high school and I was taking classes for reading and writing because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to you know, be in magazines or in newspapers and be a writer for them. Um, but Unfortunately, I became a writer for COBOL programming. <laughs> Not unfortunately, I mean, it was awesome. I was still writing, but I was writing computer programming. And I began, um, after high school, I received, a, I, not received, I accomplished a job um, and I got certified for COBOL programming at College Page for, um, to be able to, you know, go down that path. Well then, you know, my life's journey was, you know, I. I got engaged and got married at 21. And um, so then I ended up having, you know, kids a year, a year after, year or so after that. 
And so um, after I became pregnant, after I had my child, a lot of the neighbors were asking me how I lost weight. And I showed them. <laughs> and then okay. they said, wow. And one, one neighbor in particular, she goes, I want to pay you so you can show me what I need to do. And I'm like, well, no, I, you don't have to pay me. I'll just show you what you need to do. And so then after, after that, I had children, but I decided to go back to school and get certified for personal training. I got, I became a nutritionist. I, um, I did everything you needed to do to be accredited. And then I, it unfolded from, from there, obviously. So when your neighbor asked you, what do I need to do? What did you show her? What did you tell her? Well, she came over and we just had fun in my basement and I, we just worked out. And then, and then I said to her, I said, but you know, you can't go home and you can't just, you know, eat whatever you want now. And she yes. goes, what do you mean? And I go, and I, you know, I just knew that, but I okay. wasn't educated on that yet fully, but I just knew that. I just knew how food made me feel Okay. when I didn't eat the correct foods. So I just wanted to share that with her. So you, based on your personal experiences, mm -hmm. you built on that. Exactly. So you wrote a book called uh, Q2, yeah. A Healthy Recipe for a Balanced Life. Can you tell us a little bit about that book? Sure, sure. So when it came out, I, I you know, just to more like a fast reference, tell people it's a you know message of hope, healing, and transformation, plus 120 healthy recipes. I almost feel like I should have made it a cookbook and then a separate book for a message or um, combined it a little bit differently, but that's okay because we learn and we move forward. <laughs> and I am in the works of doing something different with that book, but it's a way to find balance in your life. So I have worked with hundreds of clients you know, whether personal training, nutritional counseling, and thousands of group fitness um, instruction. But, you know, what all of them have to understand, it's 70% nutrition. And okay. so you can work out, you can keep coming to classes, you can keep doing personal training, which is still very, very valuable and very good, very important. Yes. But it's 70% nutrition. You have to get your nutrition Right. You have to get your mind right. You have to get your mind right first. And then nutrition, for sure. Um, go ahead. I'm so, sorry. and you also have um, a fitness studio? I do not have a brick and mortar. Okay. I do not. I never did. I actually rent out private studios. I have um, also have made corporate wellness programs. So like I was at a county building for a long time teaching the employees at lunchtime a fitness class or doing certain seminars. Um, I also secured schools and I would go to schools at the end of the school day and teach fitness classes for teachers. But I have worked for personal training studios in the past. Um, I was also the fitness director at a park district for years. Um, in charge of the fitness center and fitness programming. So I have, like you said, have worn a lot of hats and will continue yes. with a lot of hats. <laughs> How, what changes have you seen in health and wellness in the industry, in people, people's interests? 
well, that's pretty easy to say now after the past two years, how, you know, everything has changed. I think people are a lot more skeptical to go to go back to classes. They're more willing to do online, although there's a handful of people they don't like online. Um, But, you know, I just feel like I feel like they're okay with like trying different things and just after everything that we've been through the past two years, any type of movement is good movement. Like right. for instance, even if I stand up right now and sit down and I stand up and I sit down, you know, functional exercise is super important because what did a lot of people do probably during COVID? They sat. Yes. You know, hopefully they moved, but there was probably a lot more sitting. Hopefully they were, you know, being creative and doing activities with their kids or if they didn't families, you know, coming, you know, a hobby or learning or something, but, you know, just any type of movement is better than nothing. They didn't have equipment in their home, just be creative, but, you know, just standing up and sitting down and being mindful of your core while you do that, pulling the belly button towards the spine and, mm-hmm. you know, standing up straight and sitting back down and standing up straight and sitting back down. If you did that 50 times, you would get your heart rate up. Some people would get their heart rate up after five times. I mean, yes. it was so, you know, doing anything is better than nothing. But as far as the fitness trends, I mean, you have your Peloton. People people have Pelotons. I know so many people that have them. Um, you have the mirror, um, which yes. you know, I, I've tried all of them. And I think they're all really awesome tools, anything to get people to move. But with any of that exercise, it's nutrition also. That's a big factor. So it absolutely is a holistic approach. It it's is. everything. It's not just one component. Right. So I recently, your most recent book, and I see Bucky and Daisy in the background there. So (laughs) obviously you feel it's important to start nutrition and exercise movement at a very early age. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about Bucky and Daisy. Yes. And so um, it's, it's ironic because I'm not an artist, but I drew Bucky and Daisy on my folders when I was in junior high. Um, okay. They were like little hearts with, with um, you know, arms and legs. And they were Okay. Really so Bucky and Daisy have been around for a long time then. It's not. They have, they have been okay. around, but I manifested them obviously because I <laughs> yeah. them. And then I wrote these books. And I'm like, I have to come up with characters. I'm like, oh my goodness, Bucky and Daisy. And I got on his mm-hmm. I remember how I drew them because they were pretty close to the hearts, but you know, just made them a little bit different. Um, you know, Bucky, you know, he has buck teeth. And, you know, at that time in junior high, some, you know, some children were not very nice, you know? Right. And they like to bully and make fun of people. And, and so it was okay. He was okay with that. Bucky was happy. Mm-hmm. And overcame that. And Daisy, Daisy was just, I don't know, she just had a Daisy in her hair and just was a little, okay. upset, I guess. And so, yes, that's how I came out with Bucky and Daisy. And I found so, a need. Go ahead. Oh, so Bucky and Daisy's uh, Moody Adventures, your collection of children's books. Um, there's a section exercise, eating healthy, health and wellness, relaxation. And I found them to be so um, interactive in a sense that, especially your parents' corner, you know, giving parents, caregivers, 
ideas on how to implement these things. So how did you how did you come up with um, with these ideas? Well, I thought that the story was was good. I mean, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I thought it was good, and it you know everything uh, flowed. It was like the wording was kind of poetic. But it's yes. a really cute book, and people say oh, it's a really cute book. It's a cute message, um, but I wanted to again, like you said, extend a little bit more to parents' corner. So whoever is the child's caregiver can benefit from parents' corner. Yeah, because it starts from them. I mean, if they're around the same person, and you know they. You know, if they if they want to truly help them, they'll have to maybe a little, get a little bit of guidance. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to make sure to give helpful tips um, on recipes, on exercises, on relaxation, on um, just overall health and wellness. So it's it's really yeah. good information for all ages. It is, and it's definitely um, parent caregiver friendly, especially your recipes where. They're easy to prepare. You can prepare them with your with the child. Fast, easy, nutritious. And I especially loved your idea of your um, chicken salad recipe and putting it into an empty ice cream cone and presenting it to the child in that way. That was that was ingenious. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I do like to be creative. I think yes. even when my children were younger and, you know, they're all in, in their 30s now and I did the ants on the log and I did cute things. And now I'm trying to do that as, you know, as my children have children. But I just I love to be creative with food in general. So you mm-hmm. to Healthy Recipe for Balanced Life, I do have 120 healthy recipes and I got creative in that book also. But I did like, um, I thought children would really benefit from this. They would really like it because they could have ice cream all year round. They could put chicken in it. They could put whatever they want in it. They could change up the recipe. I mean, and then making it with Greek yogurt makes it a little bit more healthier for them. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my sons are also in their 30s. And I can remember when they were younger trying to incorporate spinach into their diet. So for weeks I had spinach in their salads and it took them quite some time to realize that the spinach was there and um, they realized, hey, this isn't so bad. Absolutely, absolutely, because you kept trying, you kept giving it to them. And that's exactly what, you know, it's exactly what we need. Um, you know, they say, they say that a child, you have to, especially when they're babies, you have to keep presenting it to them. Um, eight to 10 times at least before they'll try it. So, you know, maybe we just have to not give up, right? As caregivers. So I came across a book that Greg Justice wrote called Rise Above, Eight Portraits of Life Transformation. You are one of those transformations, correct? Right. Can you tell us a little bit about that Okay, so I, um, first time published author with Q2 in April of 2018, um, I went through Greg Justice and, um, and Kelly Rosanti, and I went through them because they started a publishing company called Scripture Publishing. And they said, we really love your book, Q2. Thank you for publishing with us. Um, and we would like for you to be a collaborative 
contributor for this mm-hmm. book, Rise Above. We think you'd be a great fit and you have such a great story. And the story that I tell is pretty much what I just told you already about how I started in the wellness industry. I was 18. I you know, wanted to do gymnastics, but I couldn't. And, you know, and then it was even more information that's in my chapter. So it was eight authors that they um, presented this to. And we all wrote a chapter about some type of transformation. We rose mm-hmm. above, called Rise Above, Eight Portraits of Life Transformation. Um, and everybody has a different story. And it was such an awesome collaborative book. It was an awesome experience. Um, they're, they're awesome people. Kelly and Greg are just awesome. Can't, I can't say enough about them. And that came out in June When you wrote your chapter, when you wrote, when you wrote your chapter, um, did it give you a pause for thought? Did it lead to other, like, other things in your life? Sure, sure it did. Um, just thinking about about my chapter and my life thus far and what I still want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I knew I wanted to write a children's book at that point. And, okay. and I, I did, but I didn't get it out right away because, um, you know, my mother passed away and, um, you know, it just, you know, life, life, things happen in life. Right. And so, yeah. So, but oh, actually I did get it out right away. What am I saying? I, I got it out April of 2019, the first one, but I revamped it for okay. two weeks later. And the reason why is because I had an illustrator and she was, um, she was in college and she, a good friend of mine down the street's daughter and she helped me do the digital illustration because I needed somebody to help me with that. I didn't know that part. I just mm-hmm. came up with Daisy. I wrote the books. I didn't know anything about the, the rest of the illustration. So she helped me and she did a fantastic job. She was still, she was a senior at Bradley and she was, you know, just finishing and it took a little bit of time and she did. I mean, I'm so proud of it, but I felt the need to revamp it because she, because she was busy. Um, there was a few things with Bucky and Daisy's hands that were kind of hard to use. Like I wanted okay. them to put jump ropes. I wanted them to hold utensils to cook mm-hmm. or wear a chef's hand because the way their bodies were, it was a little bit different. And she was okay. going on her own path. So I had found another illustrator and um, and then I went ahead and I, I re-published re, uh, the Eating Healthy book. And I wanted to put all four books out at the same time. So it would create a great message. Well, I think the message that you, that um, the adventures of Bucky and Daisy sends is amazing. I, it's so important, um, especially like, uh, well, all of all of the, co- the whole collection has very important information, but you know, you, you, um, you touch on health and wellness and, and moods and how to improve that. Um, it seems like you've touched on all the important things and in a, in a simple way that is useful and easy to implement. So um, are you, do you have any other ideas for children's books or? Well, I did write two more Bucky Daisy books, um, and one is geared more towards the holidays, and one is more geared towards birthdays. Um, oh, okay. Kind of, kind of caring and sharing 
um, type of books. But yeah, I, I, I really believe in these characters and, um, you know, they're just not, they're just, they could just be loved by everyone, you know, yeah. everybody should be loved by everyone. Um, and I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I just love to write them and I'd love to come up with different things. So Bucky and Daisy, no moods changed suddenly one day, you know, Bucky was, mm-hmm. happy, you know, Daisy was sad and what are they now and, and why? And then yeah. in the story, you're kind of, um, you know, oh, you know, we recognize, you know, that their moods change. What can they mm-hmm. do to change them to a better form? And right. so that's the whole point of the books. And and I like to say that, and, and I even put in my, um, I've been even kind of advertising, so, so to say, um, that, you know, I bring the characters who like to bring health and wellness to children in a fun way. And it is about health and wellness, but I really want to reiterate, and I'm going to be changing that wording to self-care and self-love. Yes. And the reason is, is because a lot of feedback I've gotten from people, health and wellness is important, but um, it's it's sometimes personal in families. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, they may not, They I think people, everybody could really relate more to self-care and self-love. If they have no doubt they're health and wellness folks for young right. children. But I think self-care, self-love embraces all of them. And I think it's a book that people will want to um, share with other, with other people. Oh, absolutely. And it, it's a, I think personally, it's a great gift to give to new parents. Thank you. Um, I think it's, uh, it's absolutely very, a useful gift. Mm-hmm. So if an individual wanted to take the first step in entering into a more healthy lifestyle, what would you, be your most what would be the top suggestion you would give to get a start only one (laughs) well i'm sure there's a lot but there is there is a lot there is a lot as much as people don't like to log their food journal but that's an awareness i mean write down what okay and then the other thing would be of course walking you know how many steps are you taking a day so that's why Mm -hmm. i said there's there's actually three that I would say, and that's why okay. one. And just like just like the whole package, like you said about, it's not just about exercise, not just about fitness. It's also about mind. It's also about nutrition, and this is also the same type of question: water. What's your water mm-hmm. intake like? You know, you know, you need to document that. Take it's an awareness to see what you are eating. You know, write down everything you're eating throughout the day, and then also how many steps are you taking during the day. That's a I think part. I think if you uh, keeping a food journal can be quite an awakening. Mm-hmm. Yes, it can. Yes, it I'm can. Sure. I mean, I know I don't realize everything that you know I tend to eat, and um, it would be probably a rude awakening. Yes. Yes. Well, for for all of us, I mean, it's just about about being mindful. Mindful eating. Are you able to go past that piece? You know, I mean, it's not bad to have a piece of candy. I'm truly not a candy person because I don't like the way I feel after I eat it. But, um, mm-hmm. but you know, if you do take that piece of candy, you know, have some, make sure you have more protein that day then because now you just filled yourself with sugar and some carbs. 
and some fat and so now you need the protein to balance it out or um, if you have that piece of candy are you really taking your time to eat it to really let the signals to savor it yeah savor it and let the signals go from your brain to, you know up to your brain and just really and also drink a big glass of water after that or while you're eating it that will truly help mm -hmm. Um, you know, because I'm being realistic too, because a lot of people are like, but oh, that's not realistic. I'm never not going to have a piece of candy. So, you know, you have to be right. realistic. Right. Absolutely. You can't, um, you can't not eat a piece of candy. Everyone's going to want a piece of candy, mm -hmm. especially during the holidays or eat that cookie or it, it has to fit into your lifestyle. Yes, and so by teaching the parents caregiver that and then teaching the children that, we could have this piece of candy, but let's have this, you know, eat this chicken or eat, you know, mm -hmm. you know make sure they're drinking enough water, you know, just everything I just said. That's, that's really crucial. And those seem like easy steps to take. Yes. So what do you think is next for you, Donna? What would you like to do? I mean, you've done so much. What else would you like to accomplish? Oh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I, uh, I, I would like just to continue my message. I would like to volunteer more. I would like to um, just help as best as I can. Um, I mm -hmm. am in 2022, so I'm going from the younger generation to the um, aging community with um, okay. my menopause RX being a woman and connecting with a doctor that I, I have always gone to and I truly love. And she is starting um, this this community um, also mm -hmm. in, her, in her practice. And I want to venture into that because I'm, you know, close to 60 and I'm aging also. But I want to show women that you can still be young. You can still be young. Right. You can still do the same things. So I'll be doing nutritional counseling with her. Um, I just, I am going to be, I also would like to do free and I'm, well, I, not that I'm, not that this is what I want to do, but this is what I'm going to do. I thought it would be really good if Bucky and Daisy perhaps join me on YouTube for some free exercises for winter break this oh. December. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. So I'm going to do that. Um, that's short term. I don't know where that will lead me. Where I'm always open. I'm always open to doors to see what's mm -hmm. next. Well, obviously, you're not afraid to open those doors, which I think is is a wonderful thing. Well, thank you. And it's very interesting. Um, you know, you brought up as women age. Um, you know, it it's different. Exercise is different. You have to adjust. Mm -hmm. um, how you do your exercise, how you get your physical activity. And so I think that's great that you're exploring that option, you know, that road as well. Yes. Yes. I'm excited. I'm excited about it. It's, um, it's going to be, it's going to be very, um, very fulfilling for me mm -hmm. and for the people that I work with, I hope. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it will be. So Donna, if anyone would like to get more information about your books, about you, what is the best way to get to that information? DonnaFatigato.com. 
Donna, is there something that we haven't touched on in this episode that you feel is very important for our listeners to know? Don't focus on the person that you are that you want to be tomorrow. Focus on the person that you want to be today. And if you could teach the younger generation that, oh, mm-hmm. that would be awesome. Because our younger generation is our growing population, and we need them to, you know, be on the right track. And yes. you know, they're going to be our next leaders, our next entrepreneurs. You know, um, health and wellness and self-love, self-care all go hand in hand and embraces not only the physical, but also the mental and also the emotional health. And sometimes it could even tap into the spiritual. So mm-hmm. very important to um, to tap into that a younger generation. So focus on the person that you want to be today, not tomorrow. Work on the negatives. Try to uh, form your goals the best that you can, and then try to help the younger generation with that. So I know you mentioned about keeping a, a journal as to food. Do you think it's also important to keep a journal as to your positives, your negatives? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I actually have a section in my Q2, a healthy recipe for balanced life about that. And okay. it's, it's uh, a weekly log and it says on Sunday, um, I felt this way, or I did this, or I did that. And then you go back and you reevaluate it and you see, well, why did I feel like that? Or what happened? And did mm-hmm. something in the day change my mood? Or was it something that I ate that made me right. did I not exercise? Or did I feel really good that day because I, my nutrition was on track and I exercised. I mean, it's all about awareness. And so I, I absolutely think that it's a good idea to fuel your negatives. Work mm-hmm. on your positives, but fuel your negatives. Okay. I mean, you, I feel, are such an inspiration. Um, your message is so important and you're not afraid to deliver your message. So, I think you are such an inspirational person and I really thank you for everything that you've done um, to help people become more aware of their health, their fitness and their mind. Um, And I look forward to, uh, you know, to what you do next. Oh, thank you so much. You're so sweet. Well, thank you, Donna. Thanks for joining us today. And we are anxious to hear from you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bridging Chicago as produced by the SATC Solutions Center. Nothing contained in this podcast shall constitute financial, investment, legal, and or professional advice. No professional relationship of any kind is created between you and the podcast host or guest. You are urged to speak with your financial, investment, or legal advisors before making any investment or legal decisions. Furthermore, the opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the opinions of SATC Solution Center, SATC Law, or any of its employees. This podcast is created by the hosts and guests' individual capacities. All opinions on this podcast are or have been rendered based on specific facts under certain conditions and are subject to certain assumptions and may not and should not be used or relied upon for any other purpose, including, but not limited to, or use in or in connection with any investment purposes or legal proceeding. 